That's right, it's time for the December 26, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A cheerfully pessimistic recollection of the last 168 hours of history. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Yeah. Yeah. This is news that gets inside your head. <laughs> it's getting inside my head, I can tell you that. Yeah. I feel like I should be recording a rockabilly album right now. Yeah, it has a little bit of slap back. Yeah, it does. Okay. We're okay. That does not, you know. Hmm? Nobody else hears it, though, so, yeah. you know, you're not recording uh, that rockabilly. That rockabilly right An there. orangutan. Yes. Yes, Maller, an orangutan. <laughs> yeah. An orangutan held in the Buenos Aires Zoo was freed and transferred to a sanctuary after a court recognized the ape as a non-human person. Oh. Which I consider Mahler. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's a non-human sure. person. Mm-hmm. Unlawfully deprived of its freedom. Okay. Well, that? this is an interesting yeah. Uh, development. Yes. Animal rights campaigners filed a habeas corpus petition typically used to challenge the legality of a person's imprisonment on behalf of Sandra. A 29-year-old Sumatran orangutan. Apparently, Mahler's been following this case very Oh, closely. yeah, he's very excited yeah, about exactly. uh, Sandra. Yeah. In fact, I think he's friends with Sandra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'll get him going. I, yeah, I, Mahler. I, yeah, I, I saw him on Facebook. I wasn't sure who he was communicating Mahler? with. Yeah, yeah, but it might have been Sandra. In a landmark ruling, the Association of Officials and Lawyers for Animal Rights argued the ape had sufficient cognitive functions yeah. and should not be treated as an object. Okay. Well, good. So this sets a precedent. It does. Yeah. I think this isn't the first time this has happened, but it's good to hear. It's good to know that uh, someone's yeah, out there. I'll say. Someone's looking, looking out for the simians. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. All right. Good. And mad respect. Okay. Right here. I'm giving it out okay, to the go. Pope. Oh, yeah. Pope Francis, the talking mule, who issued a blistering indictment of the Vatican bureaucracy, accusing cardinals, bishops, and priests of using their Vatican careers to grab power and wealth, of living hypocritical double lives, and forgetting they're supposed to be joyful men of God. Oh, my God. This guy. Yeah, he was was at this genteel exchange of Christmas greetings at a ceremony, traditional Christmas ceremony. And uh, he turned it into a uh, public dressing down of the Curia. That's the central administration of the Holy See. The bureaucracy. Yeah, which governs the $1.2 billion billion strong, not dollars, but people, Catholic Church. And he named 15 ailments of the Curia one by one and told the prelates sitting stone-faced before him. You know, all the cardinals who were there going, huh? Yeah. We're getting spanked. yeah. To repent and atone and make the church a holier place. I, I yeah. hope somebody's eating his food, tasting his food before yeah. he does, because frankly, these are very powerful people and they're not used to being told this kind of stuff. Yeah. And what is interesting about this, and it seems to me, maybe I'm, I don't understand the internal politics of the Vatican, but it seems like he's taken on a fight he doesn't have to. No. But I, he wants I, to. Yeah. No, well. Right? What do you mean he doesn't have to? Well, I don't think he could just cruise along and talk about, you know, uh, everybody goes to heaven and dogs go to heaven. Well, it depends and, on what right? you mean by have to. Well, okay. 
Well, then, and that's I guess just, that's the, you know, the, the crux of it. Here's a here's care, a man here's a man who's principled. If you let and, an institution just drag down to the ground no, and I, don't take care of it and don't yeah. give a rat's patootie what goes on with it and just wait until you can collect your pension. I know, like so many people do. This is a, seems to be a very principled man. Yeah. Thank God for the Pope. Yeah, really. I saw that story on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, and I yeah. thought, well, this is really news. Yeah, I, I saw it in the AP wire, and my first check, I, first thing I did was check to see if this wasn't a, a hoax. Right. Because you, know, you read these things yeah. all the time, and you go, oh, someone put up a fake AP page, and it's not going to pan out once I go to Snoops or something like right, that. But right. it was real. It was everywhere. Yeah. Meanwhile, the first first ever treaty regulating the global arms trade took effect. The UN Arms Trade Treaty kicked in following its approval last year. It subjects exporters in the $85 billion global weaponry industry to strict criteria in an effort to prevent acts of genocide or terrorism. The U.S., of course, is the world's largest ex uh, exporter. Right. We signed the treaty last year, but the Senate hasn't ratified it right. yet, so we're yes. not officially on board to this. Obama's administration signed it, but yeah. the Senate has not yeah. ratified it. And in Nicaragua, yeah. they announced the start of the construction of that canal project. It's the second canal. Yeah, to take basically. the place of the Panama Canal, yeah. essentially, because okay. it's going to be a uh, little bit easier route to take. Uh, not there's going to be more um, through the through the uh, over land right to figure this out, but uh, it's I'm sure it'll be wider. Fifty billion dollars, oh, fifty canal. million, okay, yeah, fifty billion, and of course you know, the uh, local residents don't care too much for it because it's going to disrupt their. Oh yeah, their it's village. being built by a Hong Kong firm, yeah. and will connect the Caribbean to the Pacific Ocean and go through. The region's largest freshwater source, which will be this huge lake there, which I imagine there'll be some leakage, you know. I imagine that'll turn things a little bit awry. Protesters say it'll displace tens of thousands of people and destroy huge swaths of rainforest. Okay. There's that. Pakistan announced plans to execute about 500 militants in the coming weeks. 500? Yeah. Pakistan. After... The government lifted a moratorium on the death penalty in terror cases following the school massacre by the Taliban, which was just last week, that left 149 people dead, including 133 children. All right. And the Dalai Lama suggested that the 6th century old lineage of Buddhist spiritual leaders end with him. He'd rather be the last than to let someone stupid. Isn't yeah, that what it that's was what he said, basically yeah. he said? There's no guarantee, he said, that some stupid Dalai Ma Lama won't come next. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what his predecessor <laughs> said, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. He seems to be hanging on. I don't know off. about this Dalai Lama. Yeah, he's kind of hanging. I don't maybe know. He, maybe, maybe, maybe he knows, he knows something. Yeah. yeah, he knows. Maybe he knows his, his predecessor. Yeah. Isn't that supposed to be secret? S successor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Is it? It's one of those things where he will appear. Basically, isn't that the the, the Yeah, they'll the, hunt him out of some. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like little... finding truffles or something. Yeah. And he, all of a sudden, oh look, we found. This is the guy. Yeah, they got him in a, a Marriott hotel somewhere right now, <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Sorry, all due respect. I didn't mean to be dismissive yeah, of the Dalai Lama. Well, I you know I hear good things about him all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
And then this just seems a little bit out of character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump into the Sony picture story right here. Yeah. Because please. it's an international story. And it's confusing. It's confusing. Sony canceled their Christmas Day release of a horrible movie, which depicts a fictional plot to assassinate North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un mm -hmm. after the three largest North American cinema chains, theater chains. They said they, they, they want out of... Uh, showing the movie because they've got death threats. Right. So a bunch okay. of indie uh, uh, chains picked it up, right? Yeah. Alamo Draft uh, Well, yeah, the house. FBI determined that the North Korean government was responsible for hacking Sony. Okay, that's what they say. That's what they say. And making, well, FBI, and making subsequent threats. The North Korean foreign ministry denied any involvement after calling the United States a cesspool of terrorism. <laughs> They're, they always got the timing right on these things. And then they offered to help with the investigation. Right. They, they want yeah. to, you're a cesspool of terrorism. We want to join in with you. Yeah. 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 And at that point, the U.S. rejected the request as absurd. So there was, you know, a volley there. Yes, a volley. Cesspool of terrorism, <laughs> absurd. You know, Although the boom. North Koreans always seem to get the best one-liners off. So uh, we're not, okay, we're, we're way behind on that. Yeah, I don't know if it's our translators or it's or they just have a a, a cesspool language. <laughs> you know, they seem to have pull up these. They really are. Yeah. They're very very flavored. Yeah. Kind of uh, things. Now, okay, go ahead. Some more. So after Obama, that's our president. Yeah. He questioned Sony's withdrawal of the film, so and he released it mm -hmm. on Christmas Day at independent theaters, like you were saying, and also on YouTube. Yeah. Meanwhile, North Korea lost its connection to the Internet completely on Monday, yeah. right after Obama said we would retaliate. Yeah. Yeah. There, just, the Internet went. Yep. Somebody pulled a plug somewhere yeah. and. Who would do that? Pyongyang. Yeah, he called for this oh, Obama, a proportional response. Response. Yeah, yeah. To the hack of Sony Pictures. And then the White House and State Department declined to say whether the U.S. was involved in the Internet. Oh, well. Who, us? Well. All right. We didn't do that. Yeah. The thing is, okay, so I could go all crazy Alex Jones on this one. Yeah? And Yeah. I On one hand- it, Who is Alex Jones? Oh, he's a, some right wing. He sees is he conspiracy. on the radio? Yeah. Well, he, didn't, he, didn't he play bass with like uh, small faces? He did. Huh. He, yeah. But now he's, I, there's something about this that feels, and I'm, when I say this, you're going to probably jump out of your chair. You're not sitting in a chair, actually, but, and that is this I preempted your jump. Th this is feels a little bit like a cyber version of nine eleven, in that whether or not the North Korea and, and hey, let me hear me out, whether well, or not the this, North Koreans you know, that, had anything. Just, you know, no, I, if, no. I, if I were Rush Rum, Lumbaugh, was yeah. that his name? Rush Lumbaugh. Lumbaugh. No, I would say you're despicable. Uh, no, for I, and, I, and I, I don't, that's why I need to quickly follow it up by saying no. It's not the, the certainly the destruction and the mayhem and the and the and the uh, horror that it was. I don't trying to compare the two, but it does seem as if the United the American people are not prepared for cyber warfare, and this provides an administration with a kind of an object lesson in demonstrating and essentially saying to the American people. These are the kinds of attacks that are going to be the norm moving forward. And so the, all of this publicity surrounding this feels like this is kind of an object lesson to the American people. That, by the way, this is the future. 
And I'm not. All I'm saying and is. By the way, when when we're uh, gathering your names and and uh, scanning yeah, your emails, uh, this is what we're looking uh, again, for. So uh, yeah, don't, in the don't same, get excited when, in, that we know everything about that's you. That's right. In the same way that 9/11 provided the government with an opportunity to spy on us endlessly, whether or not they had anything to the people who believe that the somehow Bush and Cheney were responsible, all that crap. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is is that from moving forward now, everyone will point back to this and say. Well, by the way, we're doing these things because the North Koreans hacked Sony. And that's that's my point. It, it feels like this is kind of a, a sea change in the way that we're perceiving uh, what will be, again, sort of the normal warfare moving forward in the future. That's you had a point? I had a point. Yeah. That is the point. Well, and you're now... Oh, I just played around here. Oh, okay. I'm just playing around. Yeah, I hear you. This sounds better now. All right. To that's me, it. it does. That's it. That is my analogy. <laughs> The wife of one of the members of the Cuban Five. Mm -hmm. They were they were actually a breakoff group from Brazil '66 <laughs> and Sergio Mendes, the yeah, Cuban Five. I really like them. Yeah, they really had a. The wife of one of the members of the Cuban Five, who was just released from prison. Yeah. That's the deal with the Cuban Five. Yeah. Just kidding about Sergio Mendes. Yeah. Uh, after 16 years in prison, this this guy was just released. Yeah. His wife is expecting a baby due in about two weeks. How did that happen? Immaculate conception. I've, <laughs> it's been done before. I'm, I know, okay, so, okay, go uh, ahead. I'm sure billions of times before. <laughs> Gerardo Hernandez, the yeah. baby's father, yes. is one of the three former Cuban intelligence agents released as part of a prisoner swap amidst thawing ties with Cuba. Mm -hmm. well, that's, <laughs> that's not easy to say, but go I ahead. I know that whole sentence was just really awkward. Whew. Okay. While he was not allowed conjugal visits, Hernandez was able to impregnate his wife with a long tube that stretched 3,000 miles <laughs> and, and a... Uh, uh, and quite a, a yeah a, 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 a pneumatic tube. I was going to yeah. say quite a delivery. It's amazing system. what they can do yeah, these days. Boy, these kids. Well, actually, it was they froze his sperm and transferred her to Panama, okay. and then they, they did what they do with yeah. the sperm. Yeah. And the process reportedly helped it set a softer tone between Cuba and the U.S. when they did this. So we facilitated this yeah. pregnancy. So, so yeah, go. in a way, All right. this immaculate conception. Yes. Brought about the resumption of diplomatic ties with Cuba and the United States. So could you call it a diplomatic conception? Yeah, you could call it that. Okay. I was going for something. Uh, just or yeah. a seminal conception. Oh, well, see there you go. Uh, <coughs> news from Russia. Okay. What the heck? I have no what idea. What was that about? Did my guitar go off? Yeah, you're, you know what? News what from Russia. Yes. Russian President Vladimir Putin, who currently has an 80% approval rating, delivered a three-hour news conference in which he predicted the country's economy would recover within two years despite a more than 50% decline in the ruble's va value. So he said we're going to recover. And one of his supporters there said, I am very, very much support Putin. Who else is there to support? That's... That's a thumbs up. Yeah, that is a big thumbs up. I think this is the same speech where there was widespread reports that it Putin looked like he's he's starting to kind of lose it a little bit. How do you mean? I didn't. Oh, see just that. apparently. Well, you said three hour address, right? And apparently, in the in the midst of all of this, it was it became awkward at times. 
some of the things that he was saying. So I, I'm just, you know, the, the Russian economy is under tremendous pressure now with the uh, collapse of oil prices around the world. And the ruble, uh, I, there are reports that... The ruble. Uh, the ruble. Ruble? Ruble, yeah. Ruble, pardon me, ruble. Ruble is uh, not now uh, acceptable as in, in terms of yeah. international currency. Uh, people within Russia are now want de demanding dollars instead of rubles. Anyway. Rubles. Rubles. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Google's valuation of $340 billion surpassed that of the entire Russian stock market. Oh. Just to give you an idea Who, where we're standing. Google? Google, Google is yeah. bigger than Russia. Yeah. And this all happened while a St. Petersburg assemblyman, Vitaly Molinov, mm -hmm. announced he discarded his iPhone 6 after Apple CEO Tim Cook came out as gay because the device had begun smelling of gay stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'd love to be at a Christmas party with that what? guy. What is your smell coming from my phone? <laughs> wow. Ah. Wow. And uh, Ukraine's most Googled recipe in 2014. What do you think, Mahler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't for Oh yeah. It wasn't for pot brownies for for canines. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. No, it was for Molotov cocktails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the good one. All right. All right. And uh international stuff, I'm I finished my list. I'm oh, sure there's Europe. more stuff. Yeah. What are you going to um, do? Well, oh, no. What? No, North Korea, you got yeah. it. Nicaragua, got, yeah. Israeli stuff. Ebola, <laughs> death toll tops 7,300 in yeah, the country. Yeah, that keeps going up. Yeah. Because last time I spoke, it was 7,000. This may be under uh, domestic news, but I'm going to, uh, the U.S. general is now saying that it'll take at least three years to uh, successfully fight the Islamic State. Wow. Uh, so. I'd put that under. Yeah. Under international, uh, international. Yes. Okay. And this also maybe okay. We may be covering this later. So if we don't, I will get back to it. Okay. Yeah. That's good to hear. Boko Haram uh, kidnapped some more people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thirty. Thirty more. It kills thirty. Kidnaps two hundred in a, some village. Wow. Yeah. And we get all excited about a few people getting shot. <sighs> not that it's not no. a horrible thing, no, but no, no. no. All right. Well, I mean, 200, yeah, 200 kidnapped or 200 30 kidnapped, dead? 30 dead, 200 kidnapped. It seems to it seems to be rolling right along, Boko Haram. Yeah. I can't believe they haven't been taken out, that leadership. It's yeah. hard for me to imagine why not. <sighs> All right. What are you going to do? Oh, Mahler. What are we going to do? Talk about secret stuff? <laughs> yeah, secret stuff for Mahler. Civil rights and federal attorneys barred at a hearing over a case involving domestic dragnet surveillance by the federal government. This is a follow-up to last week's preemptive story about this. The plaintiffs argued the searches are illegal, while the government said opponents don't have enough evidence to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they're secret. It's secret. Don't you understand this? <laughs> The hearing requested by the Electronic Frontier Foundation, we're both big fans of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, mm -hmm. for a partial summary judgment concerns the class action lawsuit, Jewel versus the NSA, which was filled, filed. 
Oh, I have or, the wrong word here. Yeah. Filed six years ago. It claims the NSA acquired AT&T customers' email and other data using surveillance devices attached to the company's network. Uh, didn't we? Didn't we pretty much know that five and a half years ago? Oh yeah, but this is the lawsuit now, yeah, and yeah. this is—they're doing this on constitutional grounds, right? Now. Okay. So okay, this is good you know, a deal because there's, it's not just some sort of minor uh, footnote. Uh, well, yeah, minor law that's been amended to something else. It's, they're saying the Constitution would forbid this type of surveillance. Also, Facebook mm -hmm. Inc. Mm -hmm. must face a class action lawsuit accusing it of violating its users' privacy by scanning the content of messages they send to other users for advertising purposes, according to a U.S. judge. District judge uh, dismissed some state law claims against the social media company for largely, but largely denied Facebook's bid to dismiss the lawsuit. So it's kind of mm. both ways. But we're going to see Facebook on trial there for... Those messages that I typed to you, yeah, they're well, they're they're scanning in. Yeah, they've been yes. Facebook has well, yeah. has gotten a lot of crap, rightfully for for uh, invasion of privacy, yeah. selling off our data and all kinds of. Uh, uh, also, a 2011 internal CIA manual that instructs operatives on how to get through some of the world's toughest airport security screenings without blowing their cover was released by WikiLeaks. The document was published at the height of global airport travel for the Christmas holidays mm -hmm. and exposes specific details about many security tactics at European and Middle Eastern airports in Iran, for example, or Iran, for example. Travelers who are found to have photos of protests on them are often subjected to secondary intensive screening of all their personal belongings, particularly their computers. So if you have a photo, if you happen to be at a protest, take a photo. They're going to hold you and maybe confiscate your computer. Wow. In Cairo, security officials tend to send passengers for extra screening if they have an advanced scientific degree. Really? Or if the individual is a humanitarian or human rights worker or even just an American Egyptian. <sighs> the guide also offers broad stroke advice for those traveling under aliases on how to avoid being detected while moving through airports. I thought this might help you out. Mike. Yeah, thank you. Operatives are instructed to avoid looking nervous. Now, these are such duh things, but they have it in there. Yeah. You're not supposed to, uh, shaking hands is what this says, but they don't mean like, hi, how you doing? But if your hands are shaking. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know exactly how so, to get rid of that. Deep breathing or so if you have, quaaludes. So if you have uh, a heart condition and Parkinson's, you yeah. should never go to. True. Uh, yeah. Rapid breathing. Yeah. So if you're going, you know, if you're at an airport yeah. going, <laughs> yeah. then they're going to pull and you aside. And you have Parkinson's. Cold sweats. Yeah. And lack of eye contact. <laughs> these are these can all be detected as nervous behavior by trained security officials. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, other red flags for initial screeners are one-way tickets. Yes. Tickets that were purchased the same day as the flight. Tickets booked by government travel agencies or that include a government or military discount. Okay. <laughs> and cash. lack of appropriate baggage to and match I, the cover story. Right. And if you were yeah. paid with cash, I would imagine that would be a red flag as well. Yeah. If you say that you're going for a, you know, for two weeks and you, you have like a, a little. Yeah. You have a, yeah. a, a man purse. A man purse. A, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you're going to, you say you're going to Alaska. For two weeks, yeah, that might be a problem.
<sighs> well now. Oh no. <laughs> Just like clockwork. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org on the day after Christmas. We're going to talk about drones. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the FAA, that would be the Federal Aviation Administration, released a video for new drone users, or owners actually, during Christmas on YouTube. Right, right, right. Called Know Before You Fly, it details a handful of uh, best practices for new pilots. And it's that time of year when all kids of all ages will receive parent presents for the holidays. This video said, many will be excited when they unwrap the box and find an unmanned aircraft. If I'd be more surprised if there was a manned aircraft in there, but <laughs> the narrator in the video states, seemingly sent from some dystopian future, how do you stay off the naughty list? We want you to know before you fly. Okay. And with that, Mike, I'd like to present you with this uh, <gasps> gift wrapped. Well, it's a drone. Oh. I'll tell you, but go ahead, open it up. Yeah. Oh and my it looks, God! It's, yeah, it's it's, whoa, it's got yeah. the it's got the quadcopter thing it's going got, on. It's got everything. It's oh, a beauty. It is it's a, a beautiful beauty. thing. I I love it. Oh, I love it. Can, can so we, what's can your we address? It? Where's where is exactly your I don't address know, again? But, but you know what I say? Yeah. Let's let's give yeah. it a little try here. Let's fire it up. Okay. Want to? Okay. Oh yeah, that's going. There we go. Molly, just stay away from that thing. Yeah. 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 Look at him jump. I think he might get this thing. Oh no. Father. Oh. 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 Well. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. I had it for like 15 <laughs> seconds and now uh. Well. Okay. That's a drone He's so for excited you. about this stuff. That's I understand. I get it. I'm, right. glad, I'm glad Sheldon just came in. This is Boy, the first time I've seen him in like, first, yeah. what is it, a year? Yeah, it's a while. He, he has new knees now. Does he have new knees? Yeah, look at, look at that. He's oh, pulling, at up, he's oh, pulling down at his pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I wish it's, I hadn't seen that. Is that a knee? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's walking, though. Wow. He's walking yeah, and it's talking. It's good to see you're up, All right. upright. Welcome back, get... Sheldon. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. I know you've had a show going for a couple weeks now, but it hasn't shown up on Fridays. Yeah, also, in drones in the news, <laughs> the French post office, Le Post. Of course, it's named Le Post. Yeah, what else? What else would it be? They called? launched a program to use drones to deliver parcels in all weathers up to 12 miles away. It needs to be um, 16 inches or less by 12 inches or less and 8 inches in size or less and weigh up to 9 pounds in all weathers, in all weathers. Okay. I don't know. Well, no, I see. This is this is a compound sentence here. And weigh up to nine pounds. It can be delivered in all weathers and terrains within twelve mile radius, as I said. That's kind of exciting. But by virtue of a drone. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Go. Yeah. I kind of missed that part. Yeah, Sorry. the drone. I don't know if I said this that. is the segment. I guess I should have picked that up. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. So they're very modern, those French, aren't they? They're very up to date. The poost. <laughs> the poost. <laughs> Navy pilots. Tested the U.S. military's newest drone. There's a new story here. Okay. The MQ-8C Fire Scout. This is. This sounds like a silly thing to me. MC a fire fire scout. scout. Yeah, I guess. 
This, this well, just doesn't sound like... Well, Fire Scout, it's kind of like it's evil, and it could be doing good work as it's well. It's a pyromaniac. It's a pyromaniac it who might be doing good work. I'm so they sure. can land them on, uh, out at sea, and they tested them. They had boats going all different speeds. Yeah. So they were trying to land them. Yeah, that can be tricky. You know how that goes. Yeah. It's kind of like an alley-oop. You know what I mean? I can ask you a question What's I don't that? know the answer to. What whatever happened with the satellite that that they set up to land on that meteor that comet that landed it, right yeah it kind of cra- remember i i think it finally lost communication because it landed in a place uh oh, that's off right. target that's where right. it was going to that's not right. be able to broadcast okay but and it's got, amazing isn't it things, amazing yeah. that they were able to do that that's wild stuff all right okay and a press association video on youtube shows a drone flying near a group of kangaroos in Hunter Valley, Australia. Did you see this? No. I love these kind of videos because the, the kangaroos wouldn't put up with it. They just smacked it to the ground. Oh, right? Yeah. I love those things. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. When kangaroos go wild. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of going wild. That's right, Mother. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> now for some. <laughs> oh, Mother. Domestic news. Yes. In-house news. Oh, here we go. Right here. Right here, right here in the USOA. Right right At his White House news conference last Friday, Obama addressed his pending decision on the Keystone XL pipeline and saying it would not have even a nominal benefit to the U.S. Yeah, consumers. About, yes. And acknowledged it would create some temporary jobs, but couldn't... Uh, uh, the United States could create far more by investing in public infrastructure. In other words, rather than... So what do we take from that, Nathan Callan? Do we do we assume that that means he's leaning towards not approving of the pipeline? We hope and pray. Yeah. May it only make sense. I agree entirely with him on the, on the public infrastructure. Yeah. You know, if we find some way to cut down on, on gas costs, if we improve the, the transportation systems that we have, what do we need to... Add another polluting source of well, it was never. Fossil fuel this is oil that's system. not intended for the U.S. market anyway. Yeah. It is intended to go to refineries in Houston or Corpus Christi, and it's bound for points around the world. The Iran, th- Iran, or China, or wherever. Now, the other thing about this is there could be a pipeline that runs in Canada out to the port on the, on the Pacific near Al- near where. Um, the west coast of Canada. They choose not to. Why is yeah. that? Why is it they can't build a pipeline that takes it, which is a much quicker route? Yeah. Maybe there's not the refineries there. I don't know, but that's a question that needs to be answered. Probably not the interest. Well, there's already... There are refineries, too. There are already lots of pipelines that are running through the U.S. that I'm sure they want to take advantage of. But wouldn't it behoove the Canadians to invest in their own refineries and their own infrastructure for this kind of stuff? Just saying. All right. Police in Missouri fatally shot an 18-year-old black man just two miles from Ferguson, mm-hmm. where an officer killed unarmed teenager Michael Brown earlier this year. The victim was identified as Antonio Martin. Police say Martin had pulled a gun on an officer and was conducting who was conducting a routine check at a gas station. Okay. But well, that's got people excited, well, as you can imagine. You know, the guy pulls a gun. The shooting in Missouri came as protesters in New York City ignored a call to suspend demonstrations following the killing of two New York City Police Department officers. Officers Wei Jian Liu and Rafael Ramos 
were ambushed in broad daylight while sitting in their patrol car in Brooklyn. The shooter, 28-year-old Ishmael Brinsley, fled to a nearby subway station and then shot himself yeah. dead. Brinsley made anti-police statements on Instagram, suggesting he would kill officers to avenge the deaths of Eric Garner and Michael Brown. However, this Go man ahead. was mentally ill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his sister said, no, he was just, he was a troubled man who should have gotten some kind of help a long time ago. Yeah. And that this should not in any way, she was adamant, this should not be seen as what he purported to have said it would be, which is a revenge for the killing of Michael Brown. Well, when I you're mean, crazy, I, it's a revenge. Yeah, for them. No, uh, let me see. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio condemned the shootings and asked demonstrators for a pause until after the funerals. I don't know why they didn't. Earlier in the day, de Blasio led a moment of silence for the two officers. Former New York police chief liar and disgraced George W. Bush appointment for the Interior Ministry of the Iraqi Coalition Provisional Authority, Bernard Carrick. Remember him? Oh, I knew. I saw this interview on yeah. Fox. I Isn't did. that horrid? It was horrible. Yeah. He said that de Blasio and Al Sharpton have blood on their hands yeah. and yeah. they encourage this behavior. All this stuff. I watched it and, I, and it, was, he was, it was just despicable. I mean, so. Yeah, come on. Turning the deaths of anybody into your political advantage when it's obvious that this was you well, know, he'd a, got a crazy didn't man go to and, prison for some kind of yeah. malfeasance. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. Was, at, at, in uh, he, he went for tax evasion for one thing, but also lying before Congress. Right, and yeah. he, he had a girlfriend in an apartment, and he was lying. He was taking public money to keep this apartment going. And yeah, yeah, that too. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he was when he was uh, in New York, not serving on well, Bush's. He, he never. Quite. Yeah, he did get there for 10 minutes, but they got rid of him, actually. So, yes. And another shooting in Houston of an unarmed African-American by a police officer led to another non-indictment. Grand jury cleared Houston police officer uh, Juventino Castro for the fatal shooting of 26-year-old Jordan Baker. Castro was off duty and working as a private security guard when he shot and killed Baker in January. He says he tried to stop Baker at a mall. And... Uh, with a recent history of break-ins and claimed Baker charged him. Hey. And the prosecutor who oversaw the Michael Brown grand jury acknowledged knowingly calling witnesses who weren't telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, knew they I were can, liars. I can, I can yeah. even tell you right now, there was there was witness 10 and witness 40 in the, in the list of grand jury witnesses. Yeah. And grand jury 40 was a woman who had a history of claiming to be at the site of uh, other crimes, easily disprovable. She said that she was there in this predominantly African-American community the day of the shooting because she was trying to reconnect with a friend from high school suddenly yeah. for no apparent reason. Was was Her story came out the day after there was an extensive story in the St. Louis Dispatch recounting all of the circumstances. She went before the grand jury and essentially regurgitated that and said that she saw Michael Brown charge. Did her friend um, back up her story? She, there was no friend. She There was security cameras in the area where her friend purportedly lived, and there's no sign of her car. She finally admitted that she had lied. Yeah. This is the, this is the DA who didn't instruct the the grand jury in any way, way, shape, or form, which is completely odd for a, for a DA not to do. Yeah. To not even try to bring any criminal complaint, only to say, you guys make up your mind. And then puts in front of them people that he knows are lying. 
Uh, okay, that that's <laughs> that's not a DA. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, did Michael Brown do what they say he did? We'll maybe we'll never know for certain. Should he have done what he did? Probably not. But this is a despicable discar- uh, miscarriage of justice. This really is. It's not fair. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration is easing a long-time ban on blood donations by gay and bisexual men. Men who have had sex with other men have been barred from giving blood since the dawn of the AIDS crisis in the early 1980s. The new rules will end the lifetime deferral period but continue to bar donations from any man who's had sex with another within the previous 12 months. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Gaylord Williams, the leader of an Indiana anti-gay church, was arrested for grabbing and squeezing another man's genitals. Yes. Yeah. He was well known within the community of evangelicals as this, the go-to guy for the anti-gay stuff. Yeah. And he, what was he doing? He, was, he got pulled over, by the way. Is that how this happened? They, they, they pulled him over, and they found gay porn in his car, apparently DVD <laughs> gay porns, and he claimed it was research or something, right? No, literally, he just got caught with his hands, you know, in the research. Cookie. Yeah, he claimed he was, you know, he 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 was well known as That's the like, guy. You know, the guy was this reparative therapy and all like this having stuff. haircut videos and saying, you know, I mean, no, if, if, if you're he, researching barbers for, I don't, they, I don't, they you found know. they found DVD gay porn in his car. I don't know what the analogy is, but it's crazy. That is, I, I, I yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Republican Representative Michael Grimm of New York pleaded guilty to tax fraud, but says he will not resign. Grimm yeah. entered a guilty plea on a single charge of aiding in a preparation of a false tax return by his New York City fast food health restaurant, Health Alicious. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. It's <laughs> Health Alicious. But how much money? It was like $900,000? Is that That's what the, the yeah. amount of money they need? $900,000. Yeah. He'll be in jail, Alicious, pretty soon, I think. Well, I he, hope. He's like, this is the same guy who, when a reporter uh, was uh, interviewing people on another congressional story he asked him about this about these allegations and he threatened to throw the reporter off the balcony and it was on tape i mean he he said if you ever ask me that again i'm going to throw you off the balcony here so so he should stay in office women who are exposed to high levels of air pollution during their third trimester of pregnancy may be twice as likely to have an autistic child according to a study air pollution Autism. Is that right? Yeah. Third trimester. Okay. The use of e-books in the hours before bedtime can adversely impact overall all health. Yep. Really? Yep. Yep. And, and I've seen Mahler. I've seen the glow outside. I don't know what he's watching on his e-book. Tell me more. His iPad. Well, it's just that your uh, alertness and mm-hmm. your circadian clock... Are thrown yeah. off. Are thrown off. Okay. Um, and they compared it to people reading a printed book at night. The body's natural circadian rhythms were interrupted by the short wavelength in rich light, otherwise known as blue light, mm. from the e-books. Participants reading in e-book took longer to fall asleep and had reduced evening sleepiness, mm-hmm. reduced melatonin secretion. Later timing of their circadian clock and reduced next morning alertness than people who just read a printed book. Now that's that. Okay. <coughs> uh oh. Uh oh. 
when people spend time what what now I, I, what what's when people spend time interacting when people spend time when people spend when people when people spend time interacting with their smartphones via touchscreen, it actually changes the way their thumbs and brains work together. According to a report in the Cell Press Journal. I have no idea what a cell press. Well, that's C-E-L-L. Cell yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, cell Press yeah. Journal. Yeah. I could get rid of the press. You know what I'm saying? Just the cell, cell journal. journal. Yeah. Yeah. That's my recommendation. The Journal of Cells. Yeah. Yeah. Cell Phone Journal. Thank you. More touchscreen use in recent uh, in the recent past translates directly into greater brain activity when the thumbs and other fingertips are touched. So if you've been using those things, and then like then you'd start touching things with your fingers, you got more brain activity. They, for some wow. reason, something that I don't know if that's necessarily positive. Yeah, I don't know either. But after all, this is what this I'm I'm making a movement with my thumbs. Yeah, right this now. This is this is what. Wow, oh, God! <laughs> Be careful with Mahler there. Jeez. He thought I was making an obscene gesture. I'm oh, sure, okay. and he, uh, I didn't Mahler. No, that's not what that was. This is what separates us from from Mahler right here. Is this right yeah, here? I'm doing right this, there. and that's what upsets him. Thumb. Yeah, he gets, he gets mad. all worked up. He about does that. get mad when you bring that up. And an elementary school in Kansas City, Missouri, punished a blind eight-year-old boy by replacing his cane with a foam pool, pool noodle. Is that really? Yeah, that was funny. He used a cane to get around in. Yeah, and they punished him by replacing it with a foam pool noodle. Now, this is all I read about the story. Okay, and, and how you frame things make a makes a big difference. This will be my lesson of the day. Okay, because what I'm thinking is. You know, this is a horrible school, Kansas City. You yeah. bring all those things together. Terrible people, you know, yeah. they, they have a uh, uh, this, this uh, creationist school. They keep electing boards and, yeah, these people. Nuts. Yeah, but this little kid, uh, she he, he was blind. He, he he was born without eyes. Oh, you know, poor guy. Ooh. you know, ick. Nevertheless, ick's not the right word. No, but it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. feel bad. It's but he, apparently he's not exactly the most stable person on account of this. And he was using his cane while riding a bus to smack other kids. So they gave him a pool noodle. Yeah, so it wouldn't hurt the other kids. Exactly. Yeah. So he might have trouble getting around with a pool noodle. But he's not going to. But he's not going to injure any other kids. When you find out that part of the story, it changes the whole context. And now you know. And now, you know, even though I I feel sorry for the guy with no eyes. Yeah, I do too. I I wouldn't want to be hit by his cane. No, I wouldn't. And I I think that giving him a pool noodle is kind of a creative way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You want to hit someone? Yeah. Hit him with a noodle. Yeah. Or hit, or whatever whatever it was that Sheldon was, when he pulled his pants down, he showed us. Hit him with that. That was you, a new, you, that don't, was a, you don't know when to stop, do you, Mike? I just didn't. I really did cross yeah. that line, didn't I? Yeah, this is Sorry not new. About that. Yeah. I'm done. All right, I got a couple things. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered this last week, but I want to wow. make sure. The United States released four Afghan prisoners from Guantanamo Bay. During an interview with CNN, uh, President Obama said uh, he's going to do everything he can. He continues to try and close that facility. The, uh, the thing that's keeping it open is Republicans refuse to fund any sort of closure of Guantanamo. So there are about 132 prisoners left in Guantanamo, yeah. and by almost every account, at least half of them shouldn't be there anymore. 
how many years again is that? It's, it's been open 10. for 14. Yeah. Uh, com- well, coming 14. up 13 and 13 years plus. It's been open Guantanamo. Really? Yeah. Some of those guys have been there for 13 years and haven't been charged. Uh, U.S. military uh, leaders are saying that the top three figures from the Islamic State that have been killed by U.S. airstrikes, including military chief and deputy Islamic leader Abu Bagar al-Baghdadi, uh, say that the uh, that they have doubts about the effectiveness of the killings. Uh, I, although, who's to argue? Let's get rid of these guys. I'm not going to argue too much that they need to be done in. But the drone strikes in are seen as radicalizing insurgent, uh, I mean, people to insurgency and and acts of violence. Yeah. Continues to do that. Uh, an environmental defender in the uh, Andean region of Peru has defeated a U.S. corporation in court to keep uh, them off of her land. They, she w- They were trying to evict her as part of a gigantic, massive, open pit gold mine project. She won in court. And the gap between the richest and poorest people in the United States has reached a new high, according to a new report from the Pew Research Center. The gulf between the rich families, middle and low-income families, is the largest it's been in the 30 years that they've been collecting data. What's that? Pew found that while the affluent families have become wealthier from 2010 to 2013, middle-class families have stayed the same, while poorer families have gotten poorer. Well, while the cost of living has risen. Right. So to say that right. middle class families have stayed the same means they've lost traction. Right. And also that that 2010 to 2013 time frame is at a time when the U.S. economy was collapsing more yeah. or less as well. And the and the rich were and the benefiting. Ninety five percent of all the money that has come in to the U.S. economy since 2008 has gone to the upper echelon. How do what do we do with these people? I mean, they're they're basically pathetic. Well, these guys, yeah. these Koch well, brothers, we guys could we and could stop we them. could stop voting for people who protect their interests. How's that? That's a good. Place we to never start. have a choice. Oh, and the one right. choice you're we right. do have, right. where it, it doesn't have a chance because they don't have the money because the laws have been passed to allow people to give as much money pretty much as they want to, a, to a, an absolutely. election. Absolutely. There was a new research. Uh, a new research came out just a couple of days ago that said that the. Uh, Voting in the United States essentially collapsed in in the 2014 elections. The lowest turnout as a percentage of eligible voters since 1942. The reason that makes that significant is we were dealing with World War II. Yeah, that's why there was a low turnout. It is in many parts of the country the most the, the lowest turnout ever in the history of the republic, and it's and it's apparently a sign that people are just essentially giving up on the political process altogether. Well, that's not any fun to leave this uh, yeah. broadcast with. Yeah, well, that's it. So I'll try to bring the mood up. Good luck out there. And finally, an electrician in Ross Township, Pennsylvania, retaliated, retaliated against neighbors' complaints about his extravagant Christmas light displays mm-hmm. by beheading his reindeer statues and posing his light-up Santa to look as if he was urinating on an elf. <laughs> 